You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treder and Lindsay Adams Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. On this episode of American Girl Women, we are joined by Tasha Bradley. Originally from Albany, New York, Tasha now works in the NYC beauty industry in education and events. While keeping up with her interests in music, dancing, fine-tuning her self-care routine, and being the best plant mom she could be to a thriving assortment of houseplants. Growing up, Tasha had quite the AG collection that she'll share today, ranging from the historic dolls to Truly Me, formerly known as American Girl Today, Vitty Baby, and AGW's favorite pup, Coconut. Now let's hear her story. Tasha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I I loved everything that you just said. I want to hear it 20 more times. <laughs> we'll send what you a, a copy. What an, opening. <laughs> what an opening. Thank you so much for having me. I can't even tell you how excited I am to be here. I feel honored. And this kind of brought, uh, you know, some such nostalgic memories and I'm I'm a sucker for nostalgia so I'm very excited. as are we <laughs> well we can't can't wait to hopefully unlock some memories today we love doing a little trip down memory lane um so let's let's get into it Tasha what is your earliest memory with American Girl okay so this took um an interview with my own mother who has a way better memory than I do but I also first got my first AG doll from when I was three years old. So there really was not much of a memory box there. Um, it was Bitty Baby. Bitty and, Baby. Yep, little Bitty Baby. And I was three and we had just moved across the country from California to Long Island. Oh, I didn't know this about you at all. This is so wholesome. Yeah. You know, we drove across the country too. So it was, it was really kind of, I don't know, it was a big thing, a big change. I was two years old. I was so little. And my mom came across a catalog randomly of American Girl. I don't know where or how, but she thought they were so cute. And she got me, Bitty Baby. And she got my sister, who is two years older than me, who was, so she was about five at the time. I think she got her Kirsten. So, oh my so goodness. I got the, like, the doll doll and I got the baby because I was still kind of a baby. So that, I obviously don't remember that, but that's kind of all how it all got started from my amazing mother who just, you know, thought American Girl Doll was the coolest thing. Did you have the bitty baby that had brown hair like you? Like, did you get one that kind of looked like you as a kid? He's sitting right next to me. Um, He has, so he has blonde hair. He was the blonde, total blonde uh, um, doll. And uh, looking back, actually, it was the starter, bitty baby starter kit. So bitty baby came with this picnic table overalls and 
this um, kind of cute wicker basket case with um, this like blue gingham lining inside. I can't, I don't have it now, but I know we have it still somewhere. And it came with a birthday outfit and a pink birthday dress and a little, a little cake that when you turn it, it was a music box. So you turn it and would do a little chime of happy birthday. So, oh my goodness. Uh, I remember yeah. this all so clearly. I also had a, I also had a bit bitty baby and a, I think a fairly big bitty baby collection. I could be wrong on this. I could just be like melding my uh, memories with the catalog and not actually owning any of this. <laughs> you actually had none of it. <laughs> you didn't even have a bitty baby. <laughs> all a dream. <laughs> but oh my goodness. Wait, so you have bitty baby next to you right now. I do. I do. I I do. Yeah. I mean, he's missing a lot of accessories. I mean, it's just his, his uh, picnic table overalls, they're red and white and it has a little B on it for bitty baby and his white little shirt. And he's still in pretty good condition considering that was 1996. Oh my God. Why? I, I just have to say, why is every description of bitty baby accessories like nearly bring me to tears? (laughs) truly Laura and I like have spent a lot of time thinking about bitty baby it's like it was my first entry into AG and I think yours too Laura or was it Josefina first uh mine was actually first Samantha but it I think it went Samantha then bitty baby so it was a very early entry for me and you had bitty twins so you you had the whole range there I really (laughs) did (laughs) There's something so sweet about the Bitty Baby collection. And for me, a lot of it comes from the Bitty Bear as well, who is like the cutest thing known to man with the like coordinating accessories to match the Bitty Baby and the little books. It's just all too cute. And that was kind of the whole awesome, you know, look of of American Girl Doll, which everything was so kind of match mix and match or match with your doll or you know everything kind of came together in some sort of way and it just I don't know it that's what I think I love so much about it and what I loved about looking at the catalog because getting back to what you were saying before about dreaming about having all the dolls I certainly did and reading those catalogs was kind of a way for me to dive into a whole other world um even though it was all just like a dream, you know, I just, it was just fun. When those magazines would come in, it would be like Christmas. Absolutely like Christmas. A hundred percent. I think we, Lindsay and I both can identify with that. We have talked at length about how like half the fun of being into American Girl is going through the catalog and coveting things from the catalog. And I think that actually kind of segues us into the question I was going to ask, which was, um, you know, how were you upkeeping your interest in American Girl? And it sounds like the catalog played a really big role in that um, for years, even after you got your first bitty baby. Yes, I love this question. And I thought about this a little bit. you know, I was three years old when I got my first doll. So there was a little bit of a period in between me being that little and me realizing what my actual interest was of American Girl doll. And 
as I got older, I realized, you know, I started with Bitty Baby, then Tara, my sister Tara had Kirsten, and I think we got Josefina somewhere in there because she was the, she was Mexican-American, and I'm half Mexican, my mother's fully Mexican, so we really identified with her, her culture and her whole story, um, but we started with those, and then I realized how much I loved the dolls, so as I got older, we, my mom started getting, getting subscriptions actual subscriptions for the catalog and I I, I would spend 90% of my time just waiting for this catalog to come in and looking through it and certainly not making many purchases but um, <laughs> like trying to curate my little collection in the best way that I could so um, I moved on to so I'm not gonna lie to you guys I was still playing with my dolls when I was like 13. I love that. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That is so sweet. That was when I was at my height of American Girl that I would say I was about, I was in middle school. So from about 11 to 13, I started really building on my collection. And Mm. that's when I got kits. Kit Kittredge Mm. and she is um I loved her whole story I loved her time period I loved her outfits I just I don't know what it was I I just loved her whole story and all all of the accessories that went with her and and I she's the one doll that I expanded my collection on the most I got her like her classic outfit with um so yeah dolls are right behind me. Tasha has her whole doll collection on the podcast with her and it's so amazing for Lindsay and I because we haven't laid eyes on this many American Girl dolls in real life I think in a really really long time wouldn't you say Linz? We absolutely have not (laughs) and I am so happy that you have all of these and they look like they're in like perfect condition. I appreciate that. I don't want to derail what I was talking about before, but <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Last night, I did not wear any where any of them were. And my mom's kind of under the weather and in bed. And I said, Dad, I need your help. You know, can you please help me try to find these dolls? I remember seeing them in my parents' bedroom for like months. And they were, I just knew they were there. And all of a sudden, they weren't there anymore. And my dad was like, okay, I'll help you. So we're looking in the basement. We're looking in the garage, you know, and our basement is a disaster. And, you know, he just helped me for an hour just so he could help me find these dolls for this. And and Uh he was fully committed and I'm very appreciative. Ended up finding them in the closet in the the most unsuspecting location. Um, And they were all there, all the dolls. None of the accessories, haven't found those because I've got a shit ton of them. They found the dolls, and at the end of the day, that's what was most important. And I too was shocked at the condition and and the amount of accessories that I'd retained over the years. Again, this is going back to 1996 with some of these. So, you know, Kit still pretty much has everything over here her her necklace, her hat, her shoes. Uh, some mold spots on her shoes, which is a little sad. But, um, I, what, what can you do? You know, like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's they it, it were she. It was in a perfectly good container, 
Um, but the first thing I did when I took the dolls out was I actually took all their clothes off, which sounds really inappropriate, but just saying that, and I put them in the washer and I washed the clothes. <laughs> I love that. And I also wiped them all down with a kind of Clorox cleaning wipe and, uh, gave them a little, little zhuzhin, you know, they're my dolls and they're, they're, they're you know, a special collection and I wanted to take care of them. And um, it was the last thing I'll say here is that I was going to take their hair out and, and wash their hair as well. I was going to ask, I was going to ask. <laughs> I was going to do that. But <laughs> I, not only did I realize that was a huge undertaking, but I also realized that the way that I left their hair is such a sweet memory of what I love so much about American Girl Doll was that I loved doing their hair. I loved braiding their hair. So if you look at Addie or Marisol or or Kirsten here, their hair is in braids, like French, really well done French braids that I don't even think I could do nowadays. Well, no. so I was going to ask you because American Girl Doll hair is a very, I think, sensitive topic because the hair itself is sensitive. Um, I don't think that the catalog does enough job for girls from the ages of six to 12 of really articulating that you need to know what you're doing if you're going to mess around with the hair because um, you know, I, and, you know, spoiler alert for the listeners, we, the three of us work for a, a hair brand. So this is actually very foreshadowing that we all like had some practice, like playing with our doll's hair. Um, but I remember messing around with the doll's hair and my mom warning me, she was like, if you do that, like it, it's never going to go back to the way it was originally. And I was scared, but I wasn't scared enough. Um, so I remember the day that I like fatefully took out Josefina's braid. Um, and I wanted to replicate her birthday hairstyle, which is like, I think two braids that come down on the side of her head and like meet in the back. And it has like a ribbon woven into it or something like really, really pretty. And I had seen it in the catalog and I was like, I'm doing it. Um, obviously it didn't turn out well and my Josefina doll's hair like was absolutely wrecked. So I'm really impressed that you were able to maintain and also have fun playing with your doll's hair without ruining it. Cause I, I, unfortunately my dolls did not have the same experience, but I feel confident you could wash their hair knowing that you have the skill to take care of it. Well, yeah. my job in the past has required me to wash mannequin head hair, which is pretty much the same thing. So um, I felt good about my my abilities to, to freshen them up. But that's such a good point, Laura. I, I think we're all a little guilty of having history of messing with our doll's hair, regardless of it being American Girl doll or Barbie or whoever it may be. And you know, you cut your doll's hair or you, you know, you do something crazy and it, it does kind of ruin the hair permanently. But I think, and this is probably why I ended up in the beauty industry. My mother was a cosmetologist growing up. So I think there was always this, this sense of appreciation and for hair, because it was always so important to my mom that, that me and my sister always had our hair done well. And we never left the house without having our hair look me messy. So 
I think preserving, not only just preserving the dolls in general, but preserving their hair and making sure that that was, that was still intact was really, really important to me. That's a really interesting point, Tasha, especially with your mom being a stylist. Was she teaching you how to do hair on your dolls? Yes, yes, and no. Um, I, my mom always did mine, my sister's hair, particularly French braided them um, a lot, which isn't something that you can really teach. I mean, you can teach it, obviously, but she couldn't teach it to me while she was doing it to me. So I, I think I got the, the inspiration from her. I think I, I absorbed a lot more from her subconsciously than I realized, but, um, where I really learned how to braid and is, is online. I mean, going a lot of practice, but just online and looking at at videos, reading 17 magazine and, you know, Cosmo girl and all those things were my hugest inspirations for fashion and makeup and hair. So um, I, I'm sure my mom gave me some tips and kind of showed me how to, how to go about it. But I was, my dolls were my, my practice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Going back to your sister for a moment, was she as into AG as you were? Was that something you shared together? Was your whole family involved? What was that like growing up? I love this question because thinking back to my and my sister's dynamic when we were little is, is some of some of my best memories. When we were little, we certainly had a period of time where we both loved dolls. And, but there was a brief period there where I was really into American Girl dolls, but she was getting a little old for them. So I had this very brief period where I was like, okay, I've got her. If I ask her to play dolls, she'll play with me. So I, I really went all for that. And, and yes, yeah, so Tara and I would play uh American girl dolls together we would kind of you know act them out you know but we would pretend one was the mom or you know one was the daughter but a lot of it was just dressing them doing their hair and um just enjoying it but then at some point you know you get older and dolls aren't your thing anymore and it's sad it's like realizing Santa isn't real and um she you know was in high school and I was still into dolls and I just that was my little time alone that was my kind of that occupied me was having my dolls and being able to know that they were there and I love that um but I will say my mom was my biggest supporter with the American Girl doll collection I think she obviously bought it was the reason why it all started because she bought me my first doll but she saw how how interested I was and how much I loved it and supported me fully. And, you know, these dolls aren't cheap, you know, no. <laughs> they're quite expensive and it, it's kind of a lot to ask. And I, I couldn't even tell you how frequently I might've been asking for this, that, or this or that. I wasn't some, you know, I was not spoiled by any means, but I knew getting an American Girl doll was, or any accessory was a special moment and it was always a treat when my mom would call it a treat when it was my birthday or Christmas and those were the only two times I could expect any any doll or any um anything in the American doll girl doll world so 
I feel like that's such a good point about, um, you know, like we can probably all thank our moms to a certain extent for fostering our love of American Girl dolls, because I personally think my mom got almost as much joy as I did out of looking in the catalogs and stuff. And, you know, none of the accessories or the dolls are cheap that's for sure and I think they're even more expensive now but I think like yes the feeling of it being your birthday or Christmas and knowing that you asked for something for from American Girl and thinking about the potential of getting it and the feeling that you had when you unwrapped that rectangular box and knowing that there is a doll in there like because you know how they come in that like very like narrow rectangular box Mm -hmm. and you just knew like as soon as you saw it you were like oh my god I'm getting an American Girl doll and it was almost I feel like better if you didn't specifically like for me at least I didn't always have one in mind um like I might have mentioned a couple to my mom when we were going through the catalogs, but some of them were surprised. Like were any of the dolls that you got growing up ones that um, you didn't know you were going to be getting? Other than the ones that I got when I was younger, you know, cause those were kind of decided for me. And I think my mom, you know, you know, obviously Bitty Baby for a three-year-old was fitting. And then Tara was a little bit older, maybe Tara, my sister Tara kind of pointed to one on the catalog and was like I want her um but as I got older certainly my choice uh certainly um I I remember that I I really liked uh Marisol because she was also Hispanic so I I she was a truly me doll and that was truly me of 2005 so that kind of gave me a really good time stamp on how how long I had been uh, kind of coveting these dolls um, was that she was the girl of the year of 2005 and she was Hispanic so I, I loved her story and I was like I definitely have to have her <laughs> so, and did you get her I, I got her she's right she's right behind me she's the one in the corner here oh so, I love that love that is so French braids in her hair <laughs> love that wait Tasha can you break down for the listeners just a roster of everybody you have there behind you. <laughs> yes, I would be happy to share the doll lineup behind me. So I have Marisol, who we were just discussing. And then I have Addie, who I do not remember getting at all. And when I pulled her out of the box that I pulled out last night, I, I, I just, I didn't remember getting her, but I was so happy to have her. Um, I have Kit Kittredge, obviously from the 1930s, our 1930s girl. Um, I have Kirsten, who was my sister's doll when we were really little. So I have Josefina behind me as well, who I love. Definitely one of our earliest dolls, probably got in the late 90s. And then another one that we got super early on was a Truly Me doll, who has blonde hair and bangs, brown <laughs> eyes, and she has the most 90s outfit on. So you could just tell wh- when she's from because she's got this kind of monochromatic Barney purple uh, set on, leggings and shirt, and then she has a denim vest. 
with the old school American Girl doll logo on it. I'm not sure if you guys remember what that looked like, but there was some, there was a matching outfit with it for, for the girls. And yeah, so this one was, this one was definitely from about 1996, 1997. <laughs> wow. I think I know the logo. Is it like the logo that's like very minimalist? Like it's just like a crudely like girl drawn. Standing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's like, um, no, it's multicolored person, yep. but it is very kind of contemporary art look. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. I'm trying it's, to. It's just like it's just like a girl with like or a, or a person with their arms like oh kind of like this with like different colors, but like it's like a stick figure. That's a, that's a way better <laughs> description than I said. I actually have a picture of myself. I'll put it on our Instagram. Um, but I have it right here. I've showed this to Laura, um, where I'm wearing it on as a shirt and I'm holding my Felicity doll. And I like, remember having some AG clothes growing up, but I'm really happy that this is like captured in a photo. Um, but I've been like scouring eBay for the shirt. Like, I don't think my parents still have this somewhere in their attic. Like that's long gone, but I want it so badly. I know. Wouldn't that be such a good find? I've, I would fully expect you to wear it or make one of your like future kids or nieces or nephews wear it. Someone has to wear it basically. Right. Honestly, <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully, hopefully someone puts it on eBay one day. I know. Keep, keep watching, girl. Keep watching. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I am going to ask a question that I feel like you are definitely going to have an answer that comes to mind, which is what is your doll's best outfit? Now you have many dolls to choose from. Um, so many outfits you've kind of already touched on kit a little bit as having great outfits, but is there one that stands out to you the most as like your favorite look of all time? You know, I just wish that I could have found my outfits because I have <laughs> so many for mm -hmm. them. Um, I only have and can see and can recall what I have found, which is what the girls were already in, which was their, their original outfits. That's, I clearly strategically packed these dolls so that they were in their original outfits, which I love. Yes. Um, but, you know, yes, I did love Kit's outfit because I just love the era. I love the 1930s. Um, and it was so feminine and cute. And I just felt like it was very different from all of the other dolls' outfits. So the other doll's outfit that I love other than Kit was Josefina. Now I identified with Josefina because again, I've said before, I'm half Mexican. She was a Mexican doll. And I, I did a little bit research before because I needed to remind myself what Josefina's story was, but she was actually living in New Mexico back in, I want to say the 1820s, 1830s which I, I'm still shocked with how far back some of their storylines go, but it's amazing. And it, she lived in New Mexico when it was still a territory of Mexico and not an official state in the United States. So her outfit really reflects the time. And I, 
since I've had her for so long, I was pretty shocked with what I still have of hers. I still have the little white kind of um, underdress and the beautiful burgundy skirt. And oh, her, I love that. Her, I have her little moccasins, which are falling apart, but they are still, they're both still there. So <laughs> um, yeah, I love the, the reflection of her time and her outfit. Absolutely. Can I I ask, did you have Josefina's birthday outfit? Because that is one that I had and it was like one of my favorite outfits of all time, I think, of all my dolls. Can you please pleasure me in in telling me what this looked like? And then I will I will be able to tell you. (laughs) I would love to give you a description of this outfit and keep in mind that this is also the look, because the whole look was really giving something. And this was the look that I wanted to replicate so badly that I wanted to take her hair out of its original style. So I was crazy for this outfit, but it was a beautiful blue peasant skirt with a, a white top, I believe that had like maybe some like orange details on it. Maybe it was just a white top. Um, she had such beautiful like little peasant tops though I remember for a lot of her outfits and then it had like the piece de resistance was this yellow fringe shawl that went over top of it and that was also embroidered and then there were these little blue slippers as well and I think maybe a fan Mm, so I remember the fan everything you just said I'm like sure and then you said the fan I'm like yes I remember the fan so no I did not have that outfit I did not for sure oh it was definitely a look (laughs) it was a look I remember I can picture it from the from the catalog yeah I think that that was very much a sign of the times with that with that outfit with the white underdress that kind of white peasant top with the skirt that was super, that was just the style for women back then, um, mm-hmm. young girls. So I love that. Yeah. Josefina had like especially beautiful clothing. Like, I wonder who the designer was for all of these dolls. Oh, Maybe we could get them on the great, podcast one day. One day. Like, that's a great question. Like, is who it the same the person? <laughs> I wonder if it's a historical expert in each of their times um, was given maybe or consulted at least on the correct outfit and then their designer sort of maybe brought options and I'd love to see the options I would love to see what didn't make it into the catalog right like what didn't make the cut yeah and Laura that actually reminds me so in my research before this I looked up an article by the Smithsonian Magazine do you know the Smithsonian, Smithsonian museums in, in DC? I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I, like, I love history. I just, I'm a big history buff, probably mm-hmm. why I like American Girl dolls. So I love everything about that. But I, I pulled up this awesome, very insightful article about, um, about American Girl doll and how it's, it's such a cultural, it's so, it's, it's iconic in so many ways for its time and from where it's started back in I didn't even realize it started back in the late 1980s and obviously is still very much a thing today it it, it went through kind of its involvement and it, it kind of described a little bit about each doll's history but also acknowledged that 
was something that I really, t a big takeaway for me was that it took so long to bring these dolls to to market, I guess you could say. <laughs> the go-to-market like, strategy for American Girl. market was just like a long time. I mean, I was reading about Kaya specifically. Is that I, mm -hmm. Kaya was the Native American doll. And she, they, she was in, it took them five years. I, I, from the article I read, don't quote me on this, but it apparently it took them five years to figure out her whole look and her whole story. And the reason behind that is because so Pleasant Company is the company that was actually like the mother company of American Girl Doll. And they hire experts in in the industry or in the in you know the world to help create this each doll story. So Kaya, they hired, you know, actual Native Americans and Josefina, they hired actual Mexicans, you know, and and to make sure that their stories were factually done and that their looks and their outfits were done the way that they're supposed to be for their time. And I just thought that was so, I thought that was so amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> Tasha, you have to send us this article. I think Lindsay and I would love to read it. I mean, obviously like we've done a little bit of research about, um, I don't know, just where the like the authors of the of the books and such but this is like a deeper dive than I think I've encountered have you ever seen this article Lindsay I haven't um that is super interesting though so thank you for sharing that Tasha I'm happy to hear that you know there were consultants involved and you know trying to make sure that things were as historically accurate as possible especially when you think about the audience being young girls where this is really some of their first you know touch points into history and something that could really spark you know a love of history and you know learning for so many people to have things factually accurate, I think is so, so important. Yeah, yeah definitely it, share the article with us, Tasha, and then listeners will share the article on our Instagram page too. Yeah. So everybody can read it for sure. Yeah, it's a great read. It was a long read, but very well thought out and made me realize how much people still, you know, just feel about American Girl doll and how, you know, there was even this, I'm doing a little deeper dive into this, but there was also, I found this Instagram account whose name I can't remember right now, but I'm sorry. I will, you know, have Lindsay and Laura <laughs> share it with you all at some point, but um, this, this woman on Instagram who kind of has all these dolls and re recreates these moments in time of the dolls in like in the books you know you see you see Josefina pouring you know making food and you see Kirsten making her bed she recreates those um those moments as a photographer so she she gets the doll she creates the scene and takes photos of them is she shooting that like to be historically accurate or is it like in a situation of like today's world it's 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 obviously set in today's world like in a park but the the loca the, the locale is very much like you would see in the illustrations of an American Girl doll book she's almost making like a diorama of sorts digitally uh, yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah I I thought it was so cool I mean 
as I was saying before, I think it's just a reflection of how much these dolls mean to people nowadays, bringing it to Instagram and, and helping other people that have the same nostalgia for American Girl doll just be able to experience that all over again. So I enjoyed it and I will try to find that Instagram handle for you because it's awesome. I love that. There's such a vibrant AG community out there of you know, people who are discovering the dolls for the first time or have loved them for years. Like, it seems like the age range on it is, you know, not in any, you know, one place. And it's really awesome to see like how, you know, much people really gravitate towards the dolls. And I think, you know, Laura and I have also like seen that like amongst like people we've spoken to and our friends, like people have such a strong attachment to AG and, you know, whether it's, you know, them looking at the catalog growing up or reading the books, having the dolls themselves, getting the magazines, there are so many different, you know, facets to the AG world that kind of really, you know, get a grip in you and drive you in, um, which kind of leads me to my next question for you, Tasha, was there anything that made you go to the extreme per se with your, um, uh, collection with AG, or did you do anything like visit the store in New York? Um, Laura attended an AG esque camp. Um, off brand, off brand. Off brand. But- <laughs> <laughs> Were you like involved in anything like IRL for AG? Like, what was your experience like? Yes, I do have a great memory of that. I went to the American Girl Doll store in New York City, which is so funny to think about because I lived in New York City for 10 years from the time I was 18 up until literally a few months ago. Um, I, that was the ultimate moment for me as an American Girl Doll fan was going to that store. And when my parents told me they were taking me I mean you can only I'm sure you know (laughs) I was I was just elated absolutely elated they wanted it to be a surprise but I knew because I was a smart and cunning little 12 year old (laughs) however I was however old I was I want to say I was about 11 or 12 at that time um that I knew the American Girl Doll store was in New York City there was one in Chicago and one in LA, I think. And, you know, that's, the, that, that was the dream. So they couldn't tell me we were going to New York city without going to the American girl Doll store. So, you know, we went and it's, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, right by Rockefeller center. Yeah. It's located in like the fifth Avenue midtown area. I think, you know, like right where other magical touristy things happen. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Right where the, right where the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree is, of course. Yes. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, Amazing a- storefront. They knew Amazing. exactly what they were doing with that <laughs> proximity to the tree. <laughs> they did some great real estate right there. Absolutely. Um, right by Saks Fifth Avenue, you know, just the most dreamy, area with all the most amazing shops. I mean, I know now because I, you know, did the whole Christmas tour of all the shops there, but, but back then it was just the American Girl Doll store was there. So, you know, I wish I remember more from that day. I really do. But I remember just, you know, I was obviously 
just a kid in a candy store times 20. I love that. Did you go to the cafe while you were there? You know, I don't remember going to the cafe, but I do remember going to the beauty salon. So remember when we were talking about adult hair, you know, and the care of the hair? Yes. Mm -hmm. No wonder they have a salon for the dolls at the store because it's much needed. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But so I didn't actually get any of my doll's hair done. In fact, I, I don't really recall bringing my doll with me, but, um, you know, I remember seeing that all happen and they had hair, like legit hair, doll hair. I can't even imagine this being my job, you know, doll hairdressers, fixing them up, cleaning them up, just like you would at a, at a hair salon, but for dolls. And I just thought it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. And my, it was a whole family affair. It was me, my mom, my dad, and, and my sister, who was probably about 14 or 15 at the time, who actually loved being there, I think, almost as much as I did. And she wasn't even into American Girl dolls, and that's how much she loved it. It really just, like, captivates you, like, being in the presence of everything AG at once. It was overwhelming, but it was in the best way, and I... I just, yeah. I mean, I would love to go back. I would absolutely go back just to get a little bit of that nostalgia. Have you guys ever gone back in your adulthood? No, I went when I was a kid, like around the same age as you. I think I went, honestly, I happened to be visiting New York. I think my mom just reminded me of this, actually. We were visiting New York. I had an aunt that was living here at the time. And it was opening weekend for the store. So Tasha, you and I are the same age, so I must have been around 11, maybe 10. Um, but I was I was coming up on near the end of my doll obsession, but it was so overwhelming being in there that I left with a doll, even though it was towards <laughs> the end of me being interested. I could not walk out without a doll. And that's how I ended up getting Kaylee, who was also, I think, a girl of the year. Yeah, she was. Um, Wasn't so she from the 1970s? She might have been. I remember she had, like, a whole environmental story, like, that went with her. Like, she yeah. was passionate about, like, recycling and stuff. But I want to say she was 60s or 70s in that regard. Yeah, and... So I left with her, but I had no, it was around my birthday time, I think, or maybe Christmas. So I think that there was a reason why I was leaving with the doll. You know, my parents weren't just like, yeah, why not? Heat of the moment. Um, But I ended up just being so taken by being in that environment, even though I was kind of moving towards outgrowing it because they just get you at every turn. Like they do a really good job making it a comprehensive experience I think um and I think Lindsay and I are jonesing to go back as adults for sure we definitely have a field trip planned absolutely please join us I haven't been back I think I went right when I moved to New York like within the first year and that might have been the only time I had gone um I think the New York star opened like past the time that I would have been interested in AG but I went with a bunch of my girlfriends, like we were up probably seeing the tree, doing some shopping and could not resist going into the store. And 
that's also when I found out that Brittany Murphy died. So being in the store <laughs> and seeing that, like, I don't even know how, like, it must've been like a text from a friend. Like it was all over the news. And Lindsay, so that's I'm sorry to cut you off, but I literally just watched this kind of podcast documentary about the, not to get all morbid, but about how her kind of odd death happened. And that's so funny that you just brought that up. Yeah. Those morning Facebook things that come up and you just, it's Brittany Murphy, you know, her odd case. And I watched the whole thing. That's, oh that's my goodness. Yeah. How yeah. strange. Yeah. Ugh, I loved Brittany. That was like a sad, like celebrity death for me for sure. It's just shocking in general. Yeah. Not truly shocking. I love so, Lindsay, yeah. how you had like a, you know, people who are like boomers are always like, where were you when you found out JFK <laughs> was shot? And it's like, you know, I was wherever with my family. And it's like, where were you when you found out Brittany Murphy passed? And Lindsay's like, I was in the American Girl store. <laughs> that is like the most millennial thing like to say. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely take a field trip. hundred percent. Definitely. Count me in. Definitely. All right. So Tasha, this is our final question for you. And it's a big one. What lasting impression did American Girl leave on you? This makes me feel a lot of feels and a lot of thoughts, but I'm going to break this down into two different parts. One of them is um, just the fact that you two bringing me here has allowed me to go down, back down this really amazing, special time in my life that I, I haven't thought about in so long. And, and I think it's important to do that sometimes because we get so caught, I don't want to be cheesy or anything, but man, we get, especially nowadays with, with, you know, with the pandemic and everything we're going through right now, the whole world, being able to get back down to those simple days of just playing with your dolls and remembering how much they meant to you during a time when everything was so innocent and part of me wishes I could go back all the time. Um, just the fact that you asked me to come here, I got to kind of relish in all of that and go back to that. And, you know, I'm going to try and find all of my accessories now because I'm, I'm so committed. I'm so, I was so committed to this, to you inviting me over here. And I'm, I'm going to continue this <laughs> because now I want to find all my accessories and I want to find coconut because I wasn't able to find coconut, the West Highland Terrier, <laughs> who I love. <laughs> I wasn't able to find Tit's trundle bed, her beautiful 1930s, a uh, jade green uh, trundle bed and all of, you know, all of just probably hundreds of accessories that I have collected over the years um, and have kept. And I'm so glad I did because, you know, I got rid of my Polly Pockets. I got rid of uh, my, my Barbies. I got rid of my Bratz dolls, you know, and I was into all that. Absolutely. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't just a one and done American Girl doll fan. I was, I, I love dolls. I was a doll girl. What can I say? So you know, but American Girl doll stuff I kept. And I, my mom 
helped me remember that it was important that I keep them. And I think on the other half of this, what I hope for is someday if I have children, you know, maybe they'll want to play with my American Girl dolls. And I would love to, I mean, I'm so single and I'm far from having children at all, but I also just like, you know, I, again, I love nostalgia and I would hope that someday my children would like to, you know, it, enjoy these dolls and be able to know what I loved about them and I can show them how great they were and who knows what American Girl doll will be at that time, but they'll have this collection. And I just think it just be such a nice little bonding thing. So that is such a sweet answer, Tasha. And I love how your uh, response to that is wanting to pass that down to your future children one day. And a lot of my girlfriends who have their own daughters now are starting to share the AG world with them. And they are all just so excited about it. And it's really amazing to see that, you know, I don't think every toy has the longevity that AG does. And, you know, the fact that you kept yours all of these years and knew that they were special, you know, only proves the point that these are really special dolls and have so much, you know, more to them than just, you know, being a doll. Like there's so much backstory. There's so much uh, to share within the world. So that was such a beautiful answer. I also totally relate Tasha to you being like, I want to pass these down to my children. If I have children, I'm so single, but I definitely (laughs) know I want to pass these down because I feel the same exact way. Like who knows if I'll ever, you know, one day get married and have kids, but there is one thing I know for sure. And it's that they will be interested in American girl. If I have something to say about it. Yeah. Boy or girl, I don't care. I mean, if you want to play with my dolls, like, and and I'll sit down with you and show you all the accessories and, (laughs) you know, I'll tell you about their story. If they want, I'm happy to share. So, right. It's like we will be going through the catalog. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This is fun for me as it will be for them. Exactly. (laughs) I love that. All right, Tosh, now we have some games for you. I'm going to test your memory a little bit here. So go back into the archives of your mind and try to pull up information that you might not have thought about for the past decade plus. So this is a little memory test and I am going to shoot rapid fire secondary characters at you and you will quickly have to match them to the historic dolls that they belong to. And (laughs) it is only like the original. So from Felicity, Kirsten, Addie, um, Josefina, Samantha and Molly. I think I just said them in order. I hope. Um, so it's those six gals and I'm just going to read these off to you and you have like two seconds to respond and let's, let's test out your memory here. All right. Okay. I'm not going to do so good. Just going to put that out (laughs) there, but let's do it. All right. Gardner Edwards. Oh, Gardner Edwards. Uh, uh, Felicity. Wrong. Annabelle Cole. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who they are in the moment. That's Samantha. <laughs> oh my God. Annabelle Cole, uh, is, uh, Samantha. No. <laughs> Felicity. Auntie Lula. Auntie Lula 
is Kit. Addie. Emily Bennett. Oh, that's definitely Kit. That's definitely Molly. <laughs> oh <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> Mariana. Um, that's a truly me doll, isn't it? No, that's 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 Kaya. Josefina. <laughs> um, Miss Manderly. Oh, that's oh, Manderly is Felicity. Yeah. yeah. All right. Singing bird. Singing bird is um Addie. Kirsten. Grand Mary. Grand Mary is Samantha. Yep. Harriet Davis. Harriet Davis is, I have literally no idea. This is so off the cuff is Addie. It's Addie. You got it. Agatha Pitt. Agatha Pitt. <laughs> no idea. Um, Felicity. Samantha. Jiggy Nye. Oh, that's Felicity. Mm-hmm. Teresita. That's definitely Josefina. Uh-huh. Gladys Guilford. Gladys Kit. Um, Molly. Lars Larson. That is, oh my God, either Kit or Felicity. I w- I'm going to say Kit. Kirsten. Kit is not an option here. <laughs> we'll take her off the table. Um, Marta. You're just gonna have to go back and read all the books, Tosh. All right, Marta. That is Josefina. Kirsten, Mrs. Ford. That sounds like a 1930s reference. I'm gonna say Kit. Addie. It's not an option. It's not an option. (laughs) Wait, what? Sorry, I I had to I had to call it out because I didn't want you to use any more turns on Kit. It's only up to um Molly. Molly's the latest one. Oh my gosh. Okay. Allison Hargate. Say the name again. Allison Hargate. Allison Hargate is Samantha. Molly. Magdalena Montoya. That's Josefina. Yep, finishing strong. And that's it. Oh my God. I, I was the worst. I you were not. The right American Girl doll names. No, it's okay. <laughs> Honestly, that was amazing. You got the ones that mattered. I ish. <laughs> honestly, like Kit is the only option that I said that I knew the story of. And that wasn't even an option. And then Josefina I got because I recently read her story on an, in an article, but also Teresita. I mean, you know, it's a little obvious there. And then I watched Felicity, the movie, mm-hmm. with who stars Shailene Woodley, who's oh, yeah. super young. And now she's this big actress, which is awesome. But um, yeah, I, I recently watched her movie. So that's, that's the only reason why I knew some of her names. Yeah. Yeah. A couple months ago, Laura and I went back and watched most of the movies, the AG movies. And it's kind of funny that like most of the actresses actually became quite famous after yeah. first starring in AG. Yeah. Like, um, oh my God, didn't, uh, oh my God. This Anna Sophia Rob. 
Anna Sophia Robb is a great mm-hmm. example, but but the singer Good for You and Driver's License. Oh, I, okay. Olivia Rodrigo. Olivia Rodrigo played in American Girl Doll. Get out of what? here! I didn't know yes. that. I think she. Oh my goodness! Who? Doll. I think she played a truly me doll, and it's a newer movie. But oh she, my goodness! She, Amer- she played in an American Girl doll movie. Yeah. Wow, Tasha! Thank amazing? you for sharing this. I had no idea. And she's obviously huge right now. I mean, right? I don't think there's anyone more popular than Olivia Rodrigo right now. So, yeah, wow. Maybe she'll that come on the pod <laughs> and talk about her sick. experience. Um, all right. Well, I have another game. This game is a little bit more subjective, but essentially how it works is you provided a list of your favorite past and present celebrities, and I am going to name them, and you're going to tell me which doll you think that they would have and why. Which doll, which doll I think they would have and why. Yes. Like which doll would they have felt almost like a kinship with if they're looking in the catalog, which doll are they compelled to get? And I'm going to give you three. So there's going to be, I'm going to try to pick a range of what you provided here. Um, And I'm going to start. I gave you a lot. (laughs) You did. You gave me so much to work with. I'm going to start with Lindsay Lohan because I think we have to. Oh, um, Lindsay Lohan would have had, I want to say Lindsay would have had Molly. Interesting. And I don't really know why, but it was kind of the first that came to mind. I feel like Molly was just very relatable. And I feel like, you know, maybe a young Lindsay Lohan would have just kind of, I don't know, identified with that or something. I also feel like Molly was, when I was younger, I knew this, this girl and and when I was about five years old, who was really wealthy and she looked like Molly and she had Molly. And I guess when I associate Lindsay Lohan with being this wealthy little girl, I knew when I was five years old. So I I think that's a great answer. Honestly, I think that there is something very precocious about a young Lindsay Lohan. And I think that that identifies with Molly very well. Molly is a little bit of a know-it-all, no shade to Lindsay Lohan. Um, (laughs) But I think that that makes her a good fit for having Molly. Um, So I think we can, we can mark that one as correct. All right, good. Okay. So next I'm going to pick a celebrity that I also love. Um, interested to hear what you come up with for her, Sarah Paulson. I, I love that you chose her. Um, <laughs> you know, that's kind of tough, but I want to say Sarah Paulson would have had one of the truly me dolls. Ooh, interesting. Kara Paulson is very, I don't know, she's just an individual to me and, and just kind of does whatever she does without any apology. Um, she, I respect her so much. She's an amazing actress. Absolutely. So much range. That's the real tea. <laughs> that's, that's really it. I don't know if you've seen her recent um the American crime story about uh, Bill Clinton and uh, Monica, Monica Lewinsky. Lewinsky. Yes. Oh, I really want to watch that. 
I'm dying to watch that. Well, I'll, I will watch, I've watched everything Sarah Paulson has ever done because I'm obsessed with her. Um, But I think you, you hit it on the nose there. She would have a truly me doll. Now the question is, because if you know Sarah Paulson, you know, she's gone through many different hairstyle transformations. What uh, custom hairstyle? So I love this question, Laura, because when I think about Sarah Paulson, I'm going to be selfish in this answer because my favorite hairstyle of hers is this asymmetrical bob. It's very smooth. It's very sleek. It's got a side part to it. I don't know if that was a one moment on the red carpet, but when I think about what this doll's hairstyle would be, it would be some sort of kind of asymmetrical cut. A short blonde. Back, blonde in the front, blonde, certainly blonde. Um, and it would be very sleek and smooth. And I just love that hairstyle on her. So amazing answer. I'm so glad we took that journey together. And I think that we need to get Sarah Paulson a American Girl doll after this. It so sounds too. like she needs one. I agree. I think she'd love it. Um, all right, last celebrity, and who am I going to pick here? You've given me so many good ones to choose from. I am going to go with a male celebrity to keep things ah, fun. Okay. Which, I put plenty of males in there. Most of them are crushes. You, you did. <laughs> so one of them is my crush, Milo Ventimiglia. Um, but I'm going to ask you who you believe Timothy Chalamet would have as his doll. Oh my God. I'm so glad you went with Timothy Chalamet and not Milo Ventimiglia because I have no idea who, what doll Milo Ventimiglia would want. Um, but I also love that you love Milo Ventimiglia. This <laughs> War, I saw him in the street of New York City the other day. Disgusting. That would be the dream. <laughs> I also would be way too scared to say anything to him. Oh yeah, of course. It's starstruck totally I love it to million in case you're listening to this podcast I love you <laughs> um <laughs> so Timothy Chalamet I actually love so much I think he's so cute and I also think that he wouldn't be too I think he would like have an American Girl doll I don't know why Same. I think he's just so cool and and I don't know um so which doll would he have well he's French he's part French. He's in a, he's based he's from New York, originally from New York City. Um and but he is French and speaks fluent French. And I want to say did one of the dolls speak French? Was Samantha? Samantha probably learned and some she's, French. And she's from New York. And she's from New York. Okay, I'm going to say Samantha. Yeah, I'm going to say Samantha because of that and it's very kind of stereotypical but yeah. I I think that's a great answer I can so see Timothy floating around in Samantha's world I think that he is a classic New Yorker as well as having like that little bit of like not snobbiness but he's like a little fancy and I think that Samantha has the same vibe and I agree with you yes a hundred percent and I agree with you that Timothy Chalamet would absolutely Absolutely, just like have an American girl doll and it's like no big deal yeah, no shame that's what I love about him I don't think he cares at all and he shouldn't because he's perfect and beautiful so I love, love that. those answers great great game Tasha on both on both activities Thank I loved you. your answers 
Thank you so much for joining us today, Tasha. And please let everyone know where they could find you. Uh, thank you both so much. This was so much fun. I, I said to you before, I'll say it again. I've been looking forward to this since the moment you asked me. And I just love what kind of road this took me down. And I'm going to, it could be a slow burnout of me coming off of this, you know, high of, of American Girl Doll Nostalgia. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really- You're going to have to share some pics, Tash. Absolutely. Also, when it comes to later on and where you can reach me, so I'm Tasha. <laughs> My Instagram is underscore Tasha Bradley. Find me on Instagram. If you want to follow me, please do. And my mission for the next few weeks is to find photos of me at the American Girl Doll store because I know they exist and I'm determined to find them and the rest of my American Girl Doll collection. So thank you both. Amazing. Thank you, Tasha. This has been wonderful. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.